welcome to Dominion Sonship Life again. Yes, I am, I am, I am, I am stepping on the water. I'm stepping on the water once again. I'm stepping on the water once again, trusting God for utterance. Trusting God for utterance. Last week, the Lord gave me the um, messages, or at least a sense of a lead us to the next few weeks of utterance and of course even though there is a lead and understanding of a flow that he wants me to travel on i i fully have to rely on every word that proceeds out of his mouth i really have to rely on that which he says right now to us all and so Today we have a message that is a true continuation of the last few weeks. And what I have often perceived of that which has called me for to, to speak forth um, of his word, of course, is this 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 open this openness this openness of his word that is really precept upon precept and line upon line and here little and there little and so uh, as 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 i i move into these messages there is a a a true building up of a strong foundation on the word of god as i as i move from week to week into these messages they all are really connected and they're opening the utterance for the next moment and so this is very much on the basis on the foundation of that which he has uh, led us to to speak for it's not haphazard it's not it's not here something different from over there it's all one flow of the holy spirit and um we have been talking about faith that the just shall live by faith the just shall live by faith and that that this this life that we now live in galatians in galatians 2 let's go to galatians 2 we're going to put our eyes there and then we'll go to john 14 in Galatians 2 is really the truth that every believer is to situate oneself in. And it's in chapter 2, the very end of it, Paul's writing. Let's start verse 19. For I, through the law, died to the law that I might live to God. And so we are here seeing Paul dying to one thing, the law, that, that to the Jewish mind brought forth a justification before God. For I, through the law that they knew they could never really attain to, always falling short, because if you break the law on one little moment in one little article you've broken the entire law for i through the law died to the law for the purpose that i might live to god and here herein lies the truth for all christians that we are to reckon an old identity dead so that we can now as new creation men live unto God. And so this is what it looks like. Verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ. And this is the number one identification is this crucifixion with Christ. It is no longer I who live because I have been already crucified with Christ. What a mystery. What an unveiling of truth. And I have sat in these verses to gain an understanding that nothing of the old man will move me forward into this new life. The old man, the old way of thought is really made for one identification, crucifixion with Christ. Crucifixion with Christ. 
is no longer I who live in because of that crucifixion with Christ. We have a new life. It's no longer I, the old Desi, who live, but Christ now, Christ, Christ, who lives this life that we're called to walk out eternity here on earth. Only the eternal one can walk it out. Christ lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh, in this body, I live by faith. I live by faith. I live by faith. I don't live by carnal thinking. I don't live by reasonable understanding. I live by this reality of faith that has substance and evidence. And last week we spoke of it, the way of faith. It is Jesus. Jesus is the substance, our reality, and Jesus is the evidence of things hoped for and not seen. Substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. Jesus, who is the Word, the Word, the Word of God, the Word of God. That's why faith only can come through the hearing of faith. The hearing of the word of God. And so this life that we are to now live in Christ, it is lived by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And some translations read, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This is his faith. This is the God kind of faith that speaks to the mountains and they move. And so after about a month of talking on the love of God, he brought about again the subject of faith. I wouldn't even call it subject. The reality of faith. The Christian way of life. The way to live now life by faith. And we started two weeks ago with walking in the ease of faith. And God broke it down. That looked like walking in the ease of his love. Walking in the ease of his word. Walking in the ease of the lead of the spirit. Walking in the ease of the sufferings of Christ. This identification with his crucifixion so that we may live to God. This is living faith. This is living faith. And then last week's the way of faith. The way of faith that really came from John 14. So now let's go to John 14. Verse 6. It is an answer to Thomas's question, to a carnal question of a reasonable worldly mindset. How, where, when? How God, when God? Where do I go from here, God? I don't know where. If you catch yourself in those question moments, know for sure you're not living by faith. Know for sure you are living out of an old mindset that needs to go. How? By putting the truth of his word. By reminding ourselves what the answer to that question is from the very lips of Jesus. And we know Jesus did not say anything that he did not hear the Father say. So this is what our Father is saying to us. What Jesus says. 
Verse 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way. So last week we talked about the way of faith. I am the truth. And this week we'll talk about that faith is of truth. And the life. And next week we'll talk about faith, the life. The life of faith. No one without this way that Jesus is, without the truth that Jesus is, without the life that Jesus is, no one comes to the Father except through the way, the truth, and the life. Oh, for us to understand the reality of these words. There's no wiggle room and there's no understanding that God would ever get of you carnal man that wants to find another way, another truth which will be a lie and another alternate lifestyle, non-Christian, non-compliant to his words. A Christian is one that's compliant with the word of Christ. That we are undergoing transformation for greater compliance that we call obedience. Submission to be a doer of his word, not just a hearer. Not just to be called by name by Christian. But that will bear the fruits of Christ. To bring forth an increase to the kingdom of God. To bring forth a deliverance out of the captivity that this whole earth is subject to. That all of creation is crying out for the liberty of the sons of God to be made manifest in this hour. This is how we do it. By walking in the way of faith, in the truth of faith, and in the life of faith. Jesus, the life, the way, the truth. There's no other way. No other reality. And how we want another little, another little reprieve. How we want a few more options. And the world is so eager to give us options. But if we are of Christ, then we have to know we are of the way. And we are of the truth. And we are of this eternal life. So my title today is what he gave to me again at Wake Up. Faith is of truth that triumphs. Faith is of truth that triumphs. Faith is of truth that triumphs. And so now we understand that what has overcome this world, what has triumphed over this world, that John tells us in 1 John, it is faith. Because God in Christ, the word says, always leads us in triumph. Yes, because there's only one way to this triumph. Through faith. Through faith. And so we can get excited about the Christian life. Because it is, it is truly a life of triumph. A life of triumph primarily over an old nature. That was so easily ensnarable. So subject to the sin that so easily ensnares. But now through Christ we have been delivered out of that. We have been taken up and above and placed in the place of him far above all these things. In heavenly places we live and move and have our being. In his word, the liberty of his word. In the liberty of his spirit. In the liberty of his voice. To follow the good shepherd. So from here, let's go to Romans 10. Faith is of truth. Faith is of hearing. And faith is of saying. The Good Shepherd. So we can, by faith, live out his life.
How? By following. By following. By following. Submission. Actually, Romans 10, you really get to hear the heart of Paul. You know, of course, it comes on the heels of chapter 9 and Israel's rejection of Christ and how that grieved Paul, the Apostle Paul. And, and so here we have in verse 1, I'm going to verse 2, 3, and 4, I believe. Yeah. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. Paul's prayer for Israel, for the chosen one that God called his own, through the covenant that he cut with Abraham. How far have they strayed in the same manner as the way that you and I can stray away? We read last week from Hebrews chapter 2, not to neglect so great a salvation written to us, the believers in Christ. Paul to the Colossians said to continue in this persuasion of faith. And so here Paul is saying, his prayer, his desire to, for God and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved because there's only one name under heaven given to men for us to be saved by. That when we call on the name of Jesus, salvation is. For I bear them witness, look at this, that they have zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. But not according to knowledge. That word is epinosis. We, we've, we've spoken of this word knowledge, epinosis, in the past. Revelation knowledge that requires a participation. That you have now become one with the revealed word. That you are now a doer of his word. And that's what truth does. Truth brings forth a conformity out of the lying world's system. So if you and I catch ourselves in a lie, deceit, fibbing, white lies, big lies, little lies, lies, across the board, lying, hypocrisy, lying, we're not of the truth. And so we have to come back to realize that we have been born again, as Peter said, through the incorruptible seed of the word of God. And his word is truth. So my salvation, your salvation, salvation in Christ is based on truth of knowledge revealed of this truth. I have a tag I put in Hosea, the heart of God, calling them to repentance to the Israel that he, Paul, is referring to here, the chosen ones of God, the Israel of God. Hey, if we go to Hosea 6.4, I'll read it. You can, in your own moment, leave there later on or now. O Ephraim, what shall I do to you? O Judah, what shall I do to you? For your faithfulness is like a morning cloud. And like the early dew, it goes away. Fleeting faithfulness. Therefore, I have hewn them by the prophets. You see, we are being shaped by this word, this word of prophecy, the more sure word of God. We're being hewn into that conformity of Christ. Do not reject the truth of his word. I've slain them by the words of my mouth. 
and your judgments are like a light that goes forth. Verse 6 is what I'm after. For I desire mercy and not sacrifice. Not the sorry, 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 God. And get up and do exactly the same. And we go back, sorry, 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 God. A heart of repentance is a turning away from that mire and the sin that so easily ensnares. And to make a, a decision of the Holy Ghost enabled to go with God. To undergo this chastening of God as a beloved, beloved dear child, a son of God. Lest we slip in this constant wanting to sacrifice our little stories. And the knowledge of God. So I desire mercy and not sacrifice. And the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. More than burnt offerings. Atonement for sin. He says he desires for us to know him. And that's why I pair this verse in Hosea with what Paul was saying by the Holy Spirit, the very same words. For I bear them back to Romans 10 too. I bear them witness that they have zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. Is it because it was according to their burnt offerings? Constant sacrifice, always being a way of falling short, falling short. I'll never make it. I'll never make it. It's too hard, God. You made it too hard for me, God. For they, verse 3, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness. And this is it. It all comes back to knowing of this righteousness that is of faith. Our faith, that's why we're talking about faith. Because this right standing before God on the basis of knowing him through divine revelation is truth that God wants to cultivate in our hearts. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, a name for themselves. Keep up a good reputation among men, though they be carnal men, worldly men, gossiping men and women. Seeking to establish their own righteousness, having not submitted to the righteousness of God. Having not submitted to the truth of his word. Because the reliance is that burnt offering. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. He talks about this righteousness of faith that speaks. Did you know that? The spirit of faith speaks as it is written. Paul wrote to us where in, um, I just did a Dominion talk. What do you say? I recommend for you to listen to it because I believe this is a building block on it. To the Corinthians, Paul writes, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, I believe. Let me, let me read that because it, faith is of truth and faith speaks truth. Faith is not of pretense. Therefore, faith does not speak with hypocrisy, but faith speaks truth and his word is truth. My pages. Where am I? Oh, it's like, I think maybe Second Corinthians. Bear with me here. Yes, yeah, Second Corinthians chapter four. 
verse 13. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. And so this is, we are speaking because the righteousness of faith speaks. When we're fully persuaded by the truth of his word, it is producing a speech. The speech of faith that sounds like the very rhema of God. For we want to imitate him as dearly beloved children and to say nothing that we haven't heard the father say. What kind of a life is that? That is the pure life of faith. The pure life of faith. Let's go back to Romans 10. This righteousness of faith speaks. Verse 6 starts off the theme, but I'll go to verse 8. But what does it say? What does this righteousness of faith say? The word, and that word, by the way, is the, the Greek 4797, rhema. The word is near you. This is his word. This is his pronouncement. This is his speech. It's in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith. Therefore, we know that the word of faith is truth. And only truth can move a mountain. We fooled around with ourselves a little too much in executing little formulas and really never weighing the deeper things. Honesty. A noble heart before God. Because here we see in verse 8, what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. And this is what it looks like. That if, this is what faith looks like, confession based on a belief in your heart. And that's what Paul talked about, the spirit of faith. You believe and therefore you speak. You believe and therefore you speak. It's not a masquerade. It is a flow of honesty of the Holy Ghost. You see, should we have believed the lie, no matter how much we can masquerade to another, in our private moments, we know what we say. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, for from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you believe in your heart that Jesus was raised from the dead, then you will confess him as your Lord, as the son of the living God. That was raised again back to life. You will be saved. You will be saved. You will be saved. Believing truth and speaking truth on that which he has done for you and I. That's what this salvation is based on. That's why it is a righteousness of faith. Faith believes and faith speaks. It's not a performance of my outer man. We already spoke of what the outer man is supposed to identify with, the crucifixion of Christ. Now, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean you sit on your couch and do nothing. You follow him into that which has led you. The assignment of your life to give him glory Verse 10, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, 
And with the mouth, with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So the order is you believe in your heart unto righteousness. And from this righteousness of faith, you speak. And therefore, we see why he calls the righteousness of faith says this. Oh, I hope, I hope it's plain and simple. We need to grow in this. This is how we overcome. This is what triumph is. This is how we can overcome a very difficult moment. Allow this persuasion of righteousness to speak forth life in your life. Hope. And we're going to verse 17. Of course we are. I want to look up that word rhema. Because it's the very same word. Actually, let's read verse 17. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, by the rhema of God. Faith comes by hearing his truth. Faith comes by only hearing truth. Faith only comes by hearing the truth of the word of God. Faith only comes by hearing the word of God. Therefore, the reading and the meditation of the word of God is the principal way that faith comes. Faith comes. The word rhema, in the Strong's Concordance, it says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. By the word of Christ. The anointed word of God. So that word is rhema 448, um, 4487, yeah, 4487, not 97. 4487, it is utterance. A thing spoken, a word or saying of any kind, a command, report, promise, a thing, matter, business. Look at the word study of this word. It is from the word reo, to speak, a spoken word made by the living voice. Oh. <laughs> Rhema. From this 4483 Rio, it is to speak. And the study of this word is a spoken word made by the living voice. Not by dead religious voice, but by the living voice of the Spirit. And you see, this context of Romans 8 is, is, uh, sorry, Romans 10 is, is about Paul saying that the, the, the word needs to be preached. How are they here if, if there's not a preacher? And so this proceeding word that comes out of the mouth of the Father God, it is also, it's carried through the vessels of God that are yielded to his spirit. For he is chosen to speak forth through his vessels. As we read in Hosea, God spoke to the Israelites. They chosen the prophets to hew them, to, to form them, to shape them. Oh, The power of a vessel is fully yielded to the utterance of God. The power of proclamation is really where the demonstration of the Spirit is. 
that word, a spoken word made by the living voice. Rhema, spoken word, is commonly used in the New Testament for the Lord speaking his dynamic living word in a believer to in-birth faith. You see, this divine utterance of his word, truth, 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 truth is this dynamic living reality, his word. is given to us, spoken by God to invert faith. And faith is what has overcome the world. Faith is what leads us in triumph. His voice. His voice. As we follow the voice of the Good Shepherd, we are led in those green pastures where there's no destruction, there's no devour, no stealing, no killing, no destruction. So, so often we, we said, you know, we were in faith, we were in faith and we suffered destruction. To me, that means I gotta grow up in faith now. I gotta grow up in faith now. You see, always on the outside will be conformed to his death, so we have to be very careful what we speak and how we bring forth this message. Paul himself said, Through the law, I die to the law, so I might live to God. We're talking about a new life that is of God. And this new life lives by faith in the Son of God. There is a distinction between the carnal man and the new spirit man that you now are in Christ. You see, you can't navigate the old carnal man by faith to please the old man. Absolutely not. Faith to the old man looks like crucifixion with Christ. Rhema. Commonly used in the New Testament for the Lord speaking his dynamic living word in a believer to invert faith. His inwrought persuasion. See, that which is God is persuaded by, that he knows truth. That which God is truth. He is in birthing in us truth. He is communicating of the essence of who he is truth. Through, through his voice into us. So we be conformed to truth. So we will, so we will hear. Second Corinthians 2. I'm still in Romans, stay in Romans, but Second Corinthians 2. The triumph in Christ. Verse 14. Now, thanks be to God. 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now, thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ through this, through this in birthing of faith. His inwrought persuasion injected in us through the hearing of faith. That seed, the incorruptible seed of the word of God to produce forth a mighty harvest for the kingdom of God. Through a human vessel. Born again. Born again. Thanks 
be to God, now thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us. Through the ones that are being led in triumph in Christ. Not through the ones that are busted and disgusted and the devil has had his way. And now I'm going to be a testimony for God. It's not what the word says here. So what the word says here. It's not what the word says here. There is a place of, yes, a life restored back to God as being a testimony. But God will never lead you in destruction to get glory to his name. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And that's where we read how God in Hosea is saying, I desire... I desire that they know me, the knowledge of God, rather than the burnt offerings of a busted life. See, we are a living sacrifice. So often we live like a burnt offering. Burnt up. But if we put our eyes back to this verse... Now, thanks be to God who what always, not sometimes when he's in a good mood, when we've done it all right, we've prayed our little prayers. No, we are his. We are his. He's the father of all spirits. Our new birth has given him a right to our spirit man. For him to shepherd us in truth, in truth. Faith is of truth. Faith is not of a man-made one, two, three system of religious ideology and philosophy. Christian philosophy. What is that? To me, the word of God tells me that as a Christian, I purge conscience. A Christian consciousness of blameless before my heavenly father on the basis of the blood. So we are led always by God. In triumph in Christ and through us, through this leading in triumph in Christ, he is doing what? Diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Is that what Paul said about his brethren, the Israelites? His desire and prayer to God is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they, are, they have zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. See, this is about God being made known. God who is love. God who is truth and not perversion. God who is light and there's no shadow of turning in him, no darkness. God. To be known by the world. For he so loved the world, he gave his son. Send him into the world to die for us all the world. Not to ever reckon sin against us in Christ. Malika. But to reconcile, reconcile us all in this body of his flesh unto God. So we now are being led in triumph in Christ through this knowledge of revelation, epinosis, a transformative work of mind renewal. To be led in the triumph of Christ who tried over every foul spirit down in the pit of hell. Oh, I speak this as much to you as to myself. Not to be intimidated, not to cower in here because perfected love, who God is, who Christ is, has what flushed out fear. Remove this oppression far away from us so that we can be led in the triumph of Christ and what? Diffuse the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. 
every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. Powerful. And how does that look like? The life of faith. That's how he leads us. He leads us through this proceeding voice. The rhema that we hear. And the rhema that we hear, truth that we hear, is leading us in triumph. Take note, only truth can take you into triumph. So often we fought around with lies. Thinking we're going to escape, you know, we're just going to like kind of pretend and hide a little bit. We're not going to bear fruit of darkness. Before we know it, there it is. Darkness facing us. But you know what? We have this sweet gift of repentance. The very mercy of God. To turn around and go the other way. To behold the firstborn. To run this race of faith. And say no to the past. No to the past. No, I'm a new creation man. A woman as well. When I say man, I'm talking about spirit man. No gender in Christ, male nor female. We all are one in Christ. Faith is of truth that triumphs. Only truth triumphs. Lies are destructive. Lies the way the shadows are. The devourer lurks and destroys there. Let's go to James 1. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation, there's no changing his mind back and forth, there's no variation, there's no variations. His word is his word, and it will never change. It abides forever. What he said to you five days ago, he'll say to you again today. He does not change his mind. Truth does not veer away from truth for a moment because he gets your heart. (laughs) He doesn't get the deceit found in our heart. Because it's destructive to us. That's why he says, do not be deceived, my beloved. Don't believe a lie. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. No darkness there, right? With whom there's, okay, right. Uh, With whom there's no variation or shadow of turning. No changing his mind. Verse 18. Of his own will. He brought us forth, how? By the word of truth. How did he bring you out? That's how he always bring you out, by the way. The word of truth. If you're not hearing truth, it's guaranteed you will be destroyed by the lie you're hearing. Have no fellowship with lies. Have no fellowship with deceit. Of his own will, what is his will? What is his will that you put up with some lies? Once in a while, it's okay. No, no, it's plainly stated here. Of his will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be what? A kind of first fruits of his creatures. That's how we set the captives free, the way we were set free. He who the Son has set free, that is the word of God, having made us set free, washed by the word, is free indeed. 
free indeed. Since we're on this theme and we're right around about the same moment, Peter writes, what does Peter write? First Peter. 123. Having been born again, this is you and I, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, non-perishing seed, incorruptible through the word of God, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever because all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man is the flower of the grass. Why mesmerized by the glory of man? The grass withers, its flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. Truth by the gospel is preached to us. Truth by the gospel is preached to us. Faith is of truth. The hearing of faith is a hearing of truth. The hearing of faith is a hearing of the incorruptible word of God. If we're suffering corruption, we have heard that we have heard corruptible seed. Flush it out. How? By taking the truth of his word. Let it wash over you. Mind renewal is what we call it. Mind renewal. Hebrews. The word of Christ. The strong concordance in uh, Romans 10, 17. 17 that, that faith comes through the hearing and the hearing of the word of Christ. Look at, look at this. Hebrews 13. 5. Let's see, how much will I read? Um, no, let's go more. You can read from 5 to 13 in your own time, but I'm going to go for time's sake a little for, let's see. Hebrews, where am I? No, Hebrews 13, 8, that's what I want. <laughs> Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. Do not be carried about with various and strange doctrines, shifting shadows, corruptible seed. For it is good that the heart be established by grace, and we know it, that's done through faith. Not with foods which have not profited those who have been occupied with them. Nothing on the external, nothing on the external would establish you in Christ outside of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The righteousness of faith, the righteousness of faith. All right, here we go. John 15, I'm, I'm coming to the end of the message. Bearing fruit. Because you see, in Hebrews also there, um, go to John 15. I'll go back to Hebrews 12. I, I mentioned it briefly about subjecting or, 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 or submitting ourselves to the chastening of the Lord in 12.7. The writer writes, if you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten or discipline? And so then in verse 11, now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, afterward, when we have allowed truth to bring forth correction to us. It yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. And so what are we undergoing right now? Truth training. 
We are in truth camp being trained to be soldiers of truth, soldiers of Christ, soldiers of the word of Christ, of the word, the truth, to carry the banner of truth into this world full of deceit, to liberate the captives held by deceit by proclaiming truth. And so here, John 15, the words of Jesus, the words of Jesus I am the true vine. That word true vine comes from the word truth. I do a little concordance study. It's tied to the word where John in chapter four, uh, Jesus in chapter 14 of John says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Here in chapter 15 of John, he says, I am the true vine. That's the same thing as saying I am the truth. We abide in the true vine. We abide in truth. We abide in the word of God. That's what he's going to tell us a little bit further down. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. So every branch that does not bear fruit, and we understand that we're talking about this peaceable fruit of righteousness. We understand we're talking about fruit that only truth can bear. Truth that only faith produces, sorry, fruit that only faith produces. Based on truth. So every lie Every tree planted in us will be uprooted, cut off. Every tree of lie and deception. How? By us submitting, abiding in the true vine, undergoing mind renewal. It's easy and it's hard. Easy because we have the Holy Spirit. Hard because flesh is stubborn. But hey, Flesh only leads us into destruction. We're unsatisfied that. We yield to his spirit. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, that is a branch that is born out of that corruptible seed of a lie. We cut off, takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Here is the correction, the chastening of the Lord. You are already clean because of what? The word which I've spoken to you. What cleans you, what cleans you up is this word. Truth cleans you up. What pollutes you is lies and deception. Abide in me. Can I say abide in I am the way that Jesus is. Abide in I am the truth that Jesus is. Abide in I am the life that Jesus is. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, unless you are living by faith. That's what abiding in the vine looks like. <laughs> Oh, so much I want to share, but I know it, it gets, it's getting saturated, so I know I'm, I'm closing it. I have a sense of the Spirit. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Fruit of righteousness. Truth fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Without truth, you can do nothing. <laughs> without me, who is he? Truth. You can do nothing. And then, verse 9, As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Truth loves you. Truth is not harsh towards you and I. Truth is love. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, his word, you will abide in my love. 
if we keep his commandments because we have heard him. And when we hear him, it produces faith. And by faith now, we are abiding in his love. And that's why faith works through love. Oh, so much is opening up, but I'm going to close it up and trust the Lord for another moment to bring it out again. Just as I have kept my father's commandment and I abide in his love. These things I've spoken to you. This is why this message is that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. This is what triumph is. Fullness of joy. This is what faith is of truth that is triumph looks like fullness of joy. Amen. We're done for this day. Thanks for joining us again. Glory be to God.